Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of Into the Wings podcast, your musical theatre podcast exploring the on and off stage lives of your favourite musical theatre performers and creatives. We're here at the Theatre Cafe Diner and I'm your host, Matt. So without further ado, let's get right into the first episode. I've got an amazing guest with me this week. I'm joined by the fantastic Paige Bankson, who is currently alternate Christine on the West End in the Phantom of the Opera. Hello, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. How are you feeling? I'm great. Yeah? I'm fantastic. Yeah, you've got a busy day today. You've got a show this evening, right? Yes, I do. So thank you so much for giving up the time to come on. I really appreciate it. Um, let's just get straight let's into go. it. We're, so Elle and I, Elle, my producer, came to see you in Phantom. It was amazing. Thank you. We you were came so on proud. My, on my first night. Yeah, on the debut. Snap some curtain call photos you as did. well. It was really good. Thank it was really good. I was very surprised about the amount of fans that you already had at the stage door. Oh, nice. Crazy. <laughs> that was, it was cool. You were like a celebrity. I was like, okay. Paige is a celebrity. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Definitely um, not. So for mm-hmm. the viewers, the few viewers that have not heard of the Phantom of the Opera yes. and your character, yes. would you mind just giving a quick overview as to a very brief plot, obviously no spoilers, and also your role? Okay, so I am currently the alternate Christine in Phantom. Phantom in itself is like a high fantasy romance. If you don't know, it's basically about... Spoilers. It's basically about... <laughs> a ghost who haunts an opera house and he takes a liking to this young dancer who then becomes the like lead singer in at the the principal soprano at the opera house and it's basically about his love for her and her um journey into womanhood i shall mm. say um yeah that was really good thank you yeah you practiced that yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was <good> cool <laughs> um i want to talk to you about the audition process mm-hmm. for the role so what was the audition process like? How did you hear about the role? Yeah, so uh, my first job before this was Les Mis. Um, and while Les Mis was like wrapping up, I kind of just caught wind. I was like, someone was just like, hmm, uh, there's a space like opening up for a Christine. Like, I think you should message your agent. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I messaged my agent and was like, I really want to be seen for this. Can you put me in? He was like, I've already done it. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh my gosh. So um, I think like the week later, I did a tape because I was on tour, so I couldn't go in. So I did a tape. um, And then I, um, yeah, so I sang a few songs on the tape. Didn't hear back for like two weeks. Lovely. I was like, okay, I haven't got that. It's fine. Let me just put that dream to bed. Um, Then I uh, got called in for an audition, sang three songs, um, did another audition sang the same songs and then uh, was asked to come to a final, did a final at Her Majesty's, um, which was really cool. Cause it's the first time I'd like, I've sang on like a theater stage mm. at an audition before, but it's the first time like they, they put the mic on me and I was like, oh my yeah. God, it's a lot. Um, so I did that in front of like all the producers and stuff. And then I uh, was then asked to meet Andrew Lo Weber and wow. sing some of the songs for him. So I did that. And then um, I think the day later, I. I called my agent because I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mark, I am going to cry. I need to know. I just need to know. I can't um, function. So I called him. He was like, oh, yeah, you got alternate. And I was like, could you not have rung me? <laughs> I was like, I was literally, I was out for dinner with my friend and I just couldn't eat. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to call my agent. Otherwise, I know we're not going to enjoy this like yeah. lunch dinner. So I called him. He was like, oh, yeah, everyone in the office is so happy. And I'm like, fantastic. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but bless him. So, yeah. And then I got the alternate role and then so yeah finished up Les Mis and then had a week off Les Mis um and then started my rehearsals and now we're here yeah, yeah. had you met Andrew Lloyd Webber before no. or was that the first time the first time I, I've only met him once okay so the first time I met him the only time I met him was in my um audition for yeah. it yeah was that scary um do you know what that whole process was so quick that there was no time to think about what was happening. Yeah. And it was one of those that if you stopped to think, you would get overwhelmed. Mm. So because I was still touring and I was still traveling back to do the shows, I remember 
of course it would happen. But like I was touring from like the furthest place away from London. I think I was in Sunderland. It's like a four hour journey one way. And I just remember being like, of course they want to see me when I'm in Sunderland. Yeah. So I remember like taking like four hour journeys there and back and then having to do the show. So I was just really knackered. I and I remember I was literally on silence. Like I would do the shows, but like in the wings, I was just not talking. because I was like, there's no way my voice is going to be able to hack all of the things I'm doing. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot. And it was just one of those, you kind of just had to keep going. Because if you stopped, you'd be like, oh my God, this is happening. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't really think about it. I don't think I've actually processed it because my rehearsal process was also very, very quick. So I, I've just kind of been go, go, go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So long story short, it wasn't scary because I just was just like, I'm just going to have to pretend that he's yeah. just a man and I'm singing to him. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What you mentioned the rehearsal process. Yes. What so? What was the time period for the so, rehearsal process? Typically, what I've heard is that Christine's get like about six weeks. I had three. So <laughs> I remember on my first day, I did. I was at I think Pineapple or Dance Attic. Did some ballet with the ballet girls, and then the and then the day after, no, like the afternoon after that. They were like, okay, I'm from the top. And we had like all the cast on stage with everything except for like the moving elephant. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm literally singing, singing Think of Me in front of people that I literally met two minutes ago. This yeah. is just all a lot. But that's kind of what happens when you're put into a show um, because everybody else knows it, right? So mm. it is just you. Um, so yeah, that was a lot. And just generally like just the pickup time of just having to learn stuff was just a lot. And I remember on my first day, it was very much like, I would be like to my dresses, what's next? And they'd just chuck me in a costume and be like, it's this scene, next go. And yeah, I just, just yeah, and I'd just be like, okay, I know that this, I know what to do in this scene. So I'm just going to do it and take one scene at a time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all good now. Like I feel chill yeah. about it. But at the start, <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure from your point of view, you feel like the first one didn't go as well as you wanted to, but from the other side you could not tell oh, thank at you. all it just to be honest was i was seamless. really i was really happy with it because the only thing i the only goal i had for the first one was just to be in it yep. and just enjoy it get through yeah like just enjoy and just do what you need to do and that's all that i could kind of ask of myself i couldn't pretend or try and make it into like a perfect thing because it was never going to be that um but yeah it was really oh it was really really special yeah it was really cool. It was really cool to watch you. It was special to watch you. Um, it was really I'm sure. Was I didn't special. even know you were coming. I know. We just booked it. I know. I'm not sure how it wasn't. It was quick. It was like, it wasn't that long before. Maybe a week or two before. So oh, it was really. Okay. And then you just didn't minute. tell me. No. no. I think I just forgot to say. Oh I think yeah. I just forgot okay. To yeah. As an alternate, yes. Christine, what is your schedule like in comparison to a full time? Yes. Cool. Okay. So, um, currently, I'm scheduled two shows a week. So the principal, Christine, will play six and I will play two. Um, and then the rest of my week is just being on standby. So my days of being on are Tuesdays and Fridays. However, if the principal is ill or on holiday or just has another commitment, I'm the first port of call. So today's Thursday and I'm on today. Mm. Um, and I guess the hardest thing about being alternate is the low level anxiety of like, am I on today? And like yeah. never quite being able to relax because you just don't know what's going to happen. And that was quite hard at the beginning because I was like, ah, I'm going to be thrown on to this thing. But yeah. now because I'm just, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, it's just a lot easier to just be like, okay, I'm, I'm on. Okay, I'm just going to go to the theatre and do the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. What's the most last minute call you've had? <laughs> it was in my first week. Um, and I was going to watch my friend in King and I, um, and I got to the theater and I was just about to give them my ticket. And I saw a call from my company manager and I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> I picked it up and he was like, oh, you're on tonight. And I was like, fantastic. <laughs> so I literally just had to like turn around and like get back to the theater. Um, that was, yeah. I think the most scary. Cause that was my first time being called on. And it was also in my first week. So I was a bit like, oh my God, there's so much going on. Yeah. That's um, a lot. Yeah. Was that, you were saying the matinee, not the evening? Uh, it was the evening. So what time was that? Uh, I I watched the matinee of King and I. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got, I was like, they didn't call you at like no, 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 6.30 no, no. PM. So yeah, so there's a cutoff. Hour. So like, if 
if it's not an emergency, they have to call me by, I think, 3.30 on okay. an evening. If it's an emergency, that's different, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm also not, um, I don't have to be in the theatre. So, okay. um, yeah, so there does need to be a bit of buffer time so I can actually get there. Yeah. Otherwise, um, one of the understudies will do it for me. Yeah, it must be quite tricky to make plans. Yes. Because it's quite, yeah, just... it is very difficult, like, because... I think you get into this thing of like, oh, I only have two shows a week. Mm. And then you start making plans. And then because you've made all the plans, the universe just is like, no, you're on all week. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fantastic. Thank I'm yeah. cancelling all my plans. Um, yeah. But it's nice to get called, right? Yeah. yeah. I love the show. I love doing it. So, um, yeah, especially now that I'm actually like comfortable. Because it yeah. is a marathon, right? Like now it's not, it, it doesn't feel like an unachievable mountain of songs now it's just like okay let's just do act one and do act two and go home kind of thing yeah whereas before i was like oh my god how am i getting to the end of act one <laughs> um yeah and it is it's quite an iconic role it is. in terms of musical theater how much during the rehearsal process and also during your shows mm -hmm. how much leeway do they give you with choices you can make obviously the songs will have to sound pretty yeah. much the same but in terms of well, it's just closed on Broadway, but on the Broadway one and then other places that it's on, are they all pretty? They're all pretty much the same. I've never felt like I've been told to be a certain way. Okay. If anything, I've been told to bring more of me into the show, um, which is helpful for me. Um, in both my jobs that I've had, for long-running shows, I actually think they're quite good at being... Um, a little bit flexible of course there are like marks that you have to hit um but that's just typical of like a long-running show but mm. in terms of like interpretation there's i feel quite a lot of leeway and we do like have discussions about it so if i get a note from my director and he'll be like oh i feel like you're playing this and it's not like serving the story i can be like oh well actually i was playing this kind of beat and we can have a chat about it okay that's cool um so it is a lot more collaborative than i thought it yeah, was that's nice. gonna be yeah. especially now that i'm comfortable before it was just like okay learn your lines and like don't mess up yeah. <laughs> but now it's like okay now i can like actually say mm, i don't think i want to do that on this line kind yeah of thing. yeah how long have you been also christine now uh three months Okay. three months i'm still relatively new yeah. four months maybe but i feel a lot more settled um yeah does it feel every show because obviously once you've been doing it for a while mm -hmm. i'm sure you felt this with les mis it, mm -hmm. it's quite difficult to keep it fresh mm -hmm. every time um not for this okay i just feel like there's so much material that there's never you're never gonna have a perfect show like there's so much that there's so many moving parts. Like, so even if like you get to a point where your interpretation is really solid and you know who she is and all that stuff, you've got 5,000 props you have to figure out how to use. <laughs> and you've got a negligee that gets caught on something every other night that you have yeah. to try and navigate. So it's not, for me, and even with Cosette, to be honest, I didn't really get bored. So I just felt like there was a, a lot still to find. Yeah. Um, maybe towards the end of Les Mis, I was a bit like, okay because <laughs> yeah. it's a long contract right but i don't think with christine you know people do christine for years and years and years and years and there's a reason it's because there's so much to mm. get like to get into, technically yeah. vocally physically um from an actor's point of view and then all just like the logistics of it like and the managing all the things you've got to manage as well so i don't think i'm i'm not I, well i'm not bored <laughs> that's good yeah how does it compare because mm -hmm. obviously as cosette yeah you're in i don't know the percentage but it's a small you, percentage you came of to see show. me yeah yeah i came to see you as well again Did. what good. a lovely friend <laughs> but um, yeah how does it compare because i mean um christine basically doesn't go off stage no and cosette basically doesn't come on no, she, so <laughs> so i remember when i booked christine and my agent was like you know just like it's not going to be like cosette and i was like yeah 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 it's fine and when i did my first run through of christine i was like oh my god this is not a joke um cosette was it's one of those things you can't really do a christine if you're not feeling like a good 65 percent right okay. whereas like if you're feeling like 
run down. You can whip out a cassette, right? <laughs> she's on for 45 minutes. You can have a little nap in Is the 45, 45 minutes. She's on for 42 minutes it's altogether. Thought, honestly. So she's on for like 29 minutes in the first act and like 18 in the second. Okay. And she has a lovely 42 minute break. I, I timed <laughs> it. And like, if you're not feeling well, you can kind of just, you know, have a little lie yeah. down, get yourself and then like wake up, warm your voice back up and then go and sing that high C. <laughs> Whereas Christine... It's just like, there's just no stopping. Like yeah. you have one 15 minute break and in that 15 minute break, you're going to the toilet, changing a wig, drinking water, and mm. then you're back on. So it's completely different kettle of fish. Yeah. And also like the um, the things you're doing are just a lot more taxing anyway, right? You're yeah. being thrown around, you're singing in the rafters of your voice, you're singing in all different functions. Um, so it's just it's just a different kettle of fish like yeah. it's completely different and i get it like a lot of people will like put them both in the same uh category but it's, they're not the same they have no. similar vocal types similar but like they're not the same at no all. no yeah i've learned that the hard way <laughs> yeah um you performed at the olivia awards i did indeed You've performed there twice, am I right? I've you done... performed there with your... I with did Arts. Olivier's in 2018 and 19 with Arts Ed. And oh. then I did it with Phantom. Yeah. So how how, how is performing at the Olivier's? Because that's a really <sighs> prestigious thing. I remember the first time I walked on that stage in 2018, I thought I was going to have a panic attack. I thought I was literally going to keel over and die. <laughs> like, I was shaking so much. Because obviously, like, this is what you watch, like, when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was at the Royal Albert Hall and I was literally, like, singing the, like, in memoriam. And I was like, please don't make a scene. Please don't, like, die. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the second time I sang the National Anthem, I think. Okay. With Beverly Knight, and then mm. the, and then obviously in this one, I just did the opening number with, yeah, uh, as Christine, which was cool. And it was, to be honest, it's quite cool just seeing like all the other um, shows. It was really quite cool because we'd been rehearsing together and we hadn't seen anyone in costume. And then mm. suddenly we got to the, um, to the Royal Albert Hall and everyone was in costume. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Did you get to choose which Christine costume you wore or did they tell no. you? No. Oh my God. I had it. I was begging. So I have two wigs in the show. Yeah. And, and um, the wig designer and the um, Seth, our director, the American director, was Dan. He was like, we're going to do the updo. We're going to do the updo. And I was like, no, I don't want the updo. I want my long hair. I just feel like it's like I just like my long wig yeah and so there was a campaign for the long wig and we eventually won <laughs> thanks to Stefan I love Stefan he's the wig designer but I was like Stefan please yeah. I just want the long wig just let me have the long wig and I got the long wig pulled out of the bag yeah it was a, it was a two-week struggle <laughs> and I, I'm pleased to say we we won we won it. the fight yeah yeah, yeah. very, what very was, funny. how many rehearsals did you have for the other days three I mean we just okay. We kind of just learnt the song, yeah, and then walked in and was told like where to stand, yeah. and then and then got in at the Olivier's and just did it, um, yeah, yeah. And then did you get to come back around and watch the yes. awards? Yes, I I think so. I can't actually remember. Um, I definitely watched Sylvia. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and you were sharing a dressing room with so many other people. Really? Like it was all the like because obviously like this is the first time they've done an opening number, mm -hmm. and there were so many shows, and with so many shows comes so many costumes, so many wigs. So it was rammed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Do you know uh, if you're going to be at West End Live? Is Phantom at West End Live Ooh, this year? Can I say this? Uh, I'll say it and then if I can't say it, I will. Know. So I am at West End Live this year, exciting stuff. I'll be singing one song. Um, and yeah, it should be fun. Be my cool. first West End Live. Yeah, that's so, exciting. Yeah, very exciting in a, in a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It's on like the 18th, I think. I think Phantom's on the 17th. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. I don't know if I'm yeah. going to say <laughs> Well, I'll definitely be there watching. I'll be wicked. Hopefully we'll be there as yeah. Into the Wings. That'll be cool. Um, Fabulous stuff. I'll let you sip your tea first. Sorry. What, okay. is, that tea gonna be, is that tea going to be spilt right now? A little bit. Oh, God, here we go. Have you had any, like, awkward moments slash, like, mess-ups on stage where you're literally standing there like, what am I going to oh, do, what am I going to do? So many. It, I know for a fact that I've fumbled words in Phantom, especially mm. when I was new. Um, and you know when, like, and also, like, we love the fans. <laughs> 
but they'll like come to stage and they'll be like, oh my God, like there were new words today. <laughs> and you'll just be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were. Okay. <laughs> we changed it there out. were new words today. Um, there was one time in Les Mis, I have like Cosette's entrance. She has like a hat that she wears. And for some reason it just wasn't pinned on right. So I went and like kneeled down on the floor with my dad, like I always do. And then the hat just fell. <laughs> and it was just in front of my face. And, <laughs> And Dean Chisnell was just laughing at me the whole way through one day more and it was just so embarrassing <laughs> I couldn't move it so I literally was just covering my face the whole time that's funny uh, I've had so many like so many funnies and I'm such a laugher yeah. that I I have to really work hard not to laugh let's move on to yeah. your introduction to musical theatre mm -hmm. performing acting dance everything mm -hmm. what was can you remember the first show you ever saw can you remember the first time thinking do you know what that's really what I want to do um, the first show I saw was Lion King. I was quite late. Like I didn't see a show until I was like 14, but oh, I'd wow. already known that I wanted to do it. Mm. But I just hadn't seen a show yet. Um, so I just went to a Saturday school, like everyone. Yeah. I went to a Saturday school. I went to stagecoach and tooting. Um, and I did that from like eight till 14. Um, and then I went to Brit. Um, and I studied um, at the Brit School for Musical Theatre for four years. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, and then just after that, just went to drama school yeah. and then booked Les Mis and now we're here. And now we're here. And now we're it's here. By. It's absolutely flown by. Did you always know that performing was what you were going to do? There was no question. Yeah, like there has been no question. I've, I, This is all I want to do yeah i don't really feel like i'm good at anything else i, mean, I know probably i am but like this is just why i feel comfortable yeah and you're amazing at this so oh, thank you that's okay can you remember what first inspired you to do performing because you mentioned that although you didn't see anything until you were 14 yeah. you still knew um oh that's a good question um i can't remember like my earliest memory mm. But like a really vivid memory is me listening to um, the Sunday in the Park with George um, cast recording with Bernadette Peters and Maddie Patinkin, which is my favourite musical of all time. Okay. Um, and it was just something about that music. I was like, I need to do this. Like, and I was like really quite young. So I don't know what, I didn't get anything from it. Like I wasn't really understanding what was going on. I was yeah. like, wow, Sondheim. <laughs> this is so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just always liked the music. Yeah. And that's kind of what initially drew me. Yeah. Just always like singing as a kid yeah. around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing special. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's cool that you just knew. It's yeah. cool that you just, there's never been a question. No. That's, that's probably helpful in a way because a lot of people, it's a difficult industry. You've got to have yes. thick skin. Yes. Um, at drama school. Yeah. Whilst you're performing, like you've got mm -hmm. to just... It's not easy. It's back, not right. easy. So I <laughs> guess it's good that you've always been driven because it's yeah. like no matter what comes your way, this is what I'm doing. Nothing's going to sway me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not easy doing this, and you do have to have a reason why you're doing it. You do um, because there are many, many, many rejections you're going to get, and there are many, many things that happen. Even in my like short career. Mm. Um, that I've had to then go back and be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Um, and for me, when I do have those days and I'm like, get me out, like this is hard. <laughs> I, I have to remember that. And it's hard because I know the significance of the spaces that I'm in being who I am in those spaces. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also twofold, right? I don't want to just be that. I want to also just be Paige the actor. However, I'm very aware that being a black woman in these spaces is important mm. and needs to happen more. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and then it's weird because it's like, I'm a black woman playing these roles, but I'm also just Paige the actor also playing the role. So it's like getting that, <clears throat> getting that balance and not carrying the weight of all of that on you. Because at the end of the day, you can't, you, just have to kind of do your job but I am also aware that there is symbolism in what I'm doing as well it's yeah. not just me going on stage and singing for no. three hours um yeah so that is my why I do it because I want other people to know that they can but I also do it because I love it and I think that's yeah. also okay I think well. both of those are great reasons thank you no they are really good it was really nice when we came to see 
Ewan Phantom, there was a little black girl in front of oh, us. Oh, I didn't know And this. she was like, I, she was saying to her mum, she was talking about you and she was oh. literally like, it's so nice to see someone oh, that's bleh. like me performing. Oh, and it was just so a really great. heartwarming moment because oh. it proves that you are inspiring people literally every single oh, day, thank you. even though you don't hear about it. Yeah. So that's you're doing sweet. a wicked job. Good job. Thank you. We touched on Brit School and Arts mm -hmm. Ed. Do you think that college mm -hmm. at Brit set you up well for the experience of drama school? Um, interesting. Brit was foundational mm. in the sense that it taught me the craft. I didn't know what it was. I knew I liked to sing. I knew I liked to act, but I didn't know that they were going to be put together. Yeah. Um, did Brit prepare me for arts ed? Yes and no. It prepared me for the discipline. Like, I feel like I got a lot of my discipline from Brit. Um, and I feel like that's because Brit were very much like, you get what you get out of it. It's, yeah. yeah, right? You could be like, you could, you know, come in, do, you know, do just the bare minimum and still leave and feel fulfilled, right? But there was also like scope to be like, no, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm gonna do all the extracurriculars. I'm gonna have singing lessons. I'm gonna, so yes. In some ways, yes, but also no, because drama school is a completely different beast. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, it's a lot. And especially in first year, because it's just like so much information. Um, and yeah, so yes and no. It is a shock, isn't it? Yeah. Because Brit is such a bubble. And also it's like lovely fairy, like bare feet in the sand. Like <laughs> we love each other here. Um, mostly not, you know, within reason, right? Like yeah. it's a school, but like, it's very much like a bubble and you meet all these people from all these different backgrounds and you get used to like, just hanging out with people who are completely different from you. And you do kind of get that at drama school, but you also do get like a similar demographic demographic of people because they're all there doing the same thing, yeah. right? Whereas at Brit, we had like the art students, the theater students, yeah. um, the musical theater, the visual arts, like, the music, like yeah. we had so many different people that it was quite nice. Um, yeah. And I think also drama school in a way is, it's kind of more serious yeah. than college because there's a lot of people that will study a discipline at college and then do something completely, completely different. different. Yeah. Whereas drama school is expensive. Yeah. If you get a scholarship, that's awesome. Yeah. Drama school is expensive and it's also three whole years. So it yeah. is... I feel like it's much more. It's the just intense. Like it's just intense. Like yeah. the days are longer. What's expected of you mentally, physically, emotionally is more. Like for a lot of people, they're living away for the first time. Like there's so many more things, and also like we there's an end goal, right? Yeah. You want an agent. You want the best agent possible, and you want a good role in your showcase or shows. Yeah. That's the end goal, yeah. and you want to work, right? So whereas at Brit, it was just kind of like. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, Until fun. I got to like, what, year 13, I was like, oh, I want to go to drama school. But before then, I was just kind of happy to just see where yeah, I like, just went. drift along. Yeah. 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 You didn't take a gap year between college and uni, did you? You went straight in. No, and I actually regret it. I wish I'd taken a gap year. Okay. So I finished Brit at 18, got a full scholarship to Arts Ed. And I think that was the pressure that I was like, I don't know if I audition again, if I'll get it again. Um, and I felt like I just had to go because it's arts ed, right? I just wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but I wish I'd taken a year out because a lot of my friends who maybe didn't get in the first time or um, who took a gap year are in the same position as me now and are on the West End and are yeah. killing it. So it really doesn't matter. I wish I'd just taken that time for myself to just like figure out who I was. And I think I would have had a better time at drama school if I had. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really interesting piece of advice because I feel like a lot yeah. of people will pressure take themselves. Take the time, take the time, take the time because also you get more out of drama school when you know who you are. Like, I feel like a lot of my drama school experience was just trying to fit into a box that someone wanted me to fit. Um, and it wasn't until after drama school that I really actually started to figure out what my voice was doing, yeah. what kind of performer I wanted to be. Um, but that's not saying that the training wasn't incredible and it's enabled me to do the things I'm doing. However, if I'd taken that time, I think it would have taken me less time to get to where I am now. Okay. In terms of like being comfortable with what my voice does and yeah. all that stuff. So how soon after drama school did you book Les Mis? So I, whilst I was at college, I booked Evita 
at the Barbican. So it was originally at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Yes. Then it was supposed to transfer to the Barbican. <laughs> then COVID happened. Uh, so uh, we kind of thought it was going to, Evita was going to happen at some point. It didn't. So I was gutted because I was like, this is my first job at a drama school and I can't even do it. Oh. I was having an existential crisis. <laughs> um, and then when theatres started to slowly open up, um, I messaged my agent and I was like, can you stop picking me up for like more soprano roles, please? I promise you, like, I, I promise you I'll book it. I promise. <laughs> um, and then the first thing that came through was Cosette and then I booked Cosette. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, baby. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, when you know yourself, I just, I just knew that like I could do it. So I was just like, please, I just, I promise you, just like put me up for it. That's awesome. I'll book it. So yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. How did doing... Did you do four shows at Arts Ed and your, no. fi your final one? I did two shows at Arts Ed and then my final showcase. Okay. How do, the, how do those two shows and the showcase compare to professional oh, work? Oh, okay. So <laughs> they're completely different, right? Yeah. Like you're not in a professional... You are because the people that are coming in are professionals but you're still at college. You're still trying to figure it out. And you've got agent meetings and auditions and it, there's so much else going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And during the showcase, that was when COVID was like growing its ugly head anyway. So we were just lucky to like finish all the shows that we had. Right. Um, and yeah, I remember theatres closing down on the last day of our showcase. And we were just like, really, we stood in the theatre and I remember um, our principal talking to us at the time and him just being like, this is the last time you're going to stand in the Angelo Weber Theatre. Like, think about like the fact that you've done all your shows here, all this stuff. Um, so yeah, we were like, oh my God, this is the last time we're going to stand here. It was literally the last time we were there until like two years later but yeah. for graduation. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get to do like our final like, term of like solidify solidifying our skills and stuff but we did all the like important things um which is quite lucky because i know that people didn't even get to do their shows or mm. their showcase mm. so yeah we were quite lucky in that yeah how was it coming back after however long it was two years was it until it was your really graduation weird. it was really 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 weird it was like yeah and also like i feel like covid well for me anyway was really transformative as like crappy as that whole situation was it was really good for me just to like take the time that i didn't have in intensive three-year drama school to be like what's going on what do i want yeah so i came back and i just felt really different um yeah it was really nice seeing everyone but it was just it was just weird like a lot had happened in those two years right yeah um yeah yeah, it's weird. It's like a lot happened, but also life kind of just yeah. stood still. Yeah. So I, I guess, like you say, people had changed yeah. in themselves rather than yeah going off and doing all these yeah. crazy adventures and yeah. stuff. So it must have been a really interesting experience. It's just, it was just strange. Like, yeah. It was just like, because you saw those people in that same place two years ago, but then you, you come back and everything's different. Yeah, was, that is. Yeah. We're going to move on to your offstage life now. Yeah, let's go. So, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I want. I was going to say it might be easier as alternate <laughs> cuisine, but actually, after speaking to you about it, yeah. it's probably actually harder because you never know. In some ways, it's lovely. Like, I don't know who I was speaking to. Amy Manford, she's like a Christine. Mm. And we will kind of just message each other sometimes. But she was saying, like, she's done alternate before and she's saying it's the best and hardest job, mm. right? Because you get the time to do whatever you want to do but you kind of don't because it's like if you book like a holiday you're not booking that holiday because like you're you're going like with your fingers crossed right you're yeah. always kind of just waiting um and yeah you never know if you're doing six six shows or two shows in a week so it can be like a little yeah. bit difficult to like plan around but as I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of just kind of popping out a show instead of like having to get to the theatre and like go through the show, which I used to have to do because it was so new to me. Mm. It's a lot easier to manage it now. But yeah, yeah it is difficult. It is for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you manage to have a social life? Um, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like letting your friends know, I might just have to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and they kind of get it. Like they, they do. It's like I had a text. and was like, oh, can you come to like my leaving party? Cause I'm touring in China. And I was like, oh my God, I'll be there. 
And then this week I had to be like, I can't be there. I'm on on Saturday yeah. and that's fine. And they get it. Um, yeah. It's just part of the job, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And having performer friends as well is helpful yeah. because put in the same position, they would do yeah. exactly yeah, the same exactly. thing. Exactly. No one's batting an eyelid. Yeah. Um, what do you do to wind down <laughs> after show or what do you do to prepare before a show? Um, so when I started, it was quite like intense because I was just, I was so new to me and I just kind of had to figure out my routine. I always get to the theatre early anyway, you know mm. this. Um, so like I would get to the theatre quite early and then I would um, warm up, like do all my like physical stuff as well. Then I would like go to the dome, which is like our rehearsal space where we do ballet bar and I'd run through the show because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, I've got so much information in my head. I need to make sure I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'd run through the show um, and then, yeah, and and that would be it. And then I would, you know, have a shower, do my makeup like everybody else and come to like company warm up. Now, I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of show up. I, I warm up, I do all the same things. It's just a less, it takes less time yeah. now, which is nice. I can spend more time at home. Um, and I feel like I'm slowly, slowly figuring it out. Yeah, you've got yourself like a little routine yeah, going. Yeah, but I just, I had, I did what I needed to do at that time. And now that I'm comfortable, I can like slowly reduce the time that I'm yeah. getting there and spending on certain things. Like now I don't have to do a half an hour warm up to, because I have the stamina. Whereas before in my first month, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to have to, she's going to have to warm up. Now I can do like a 10 minute and be fine. So, yeah yeah what's your commute like to uh just a 40 minute train oh okay 40 minute tube yeah, yeah. not too bad not, not too, too bad. bad so you did 380 shows on the uk and ireland tour of les mis that's a lot of shows because that's yeah how many months 14 i want to say 14 months 14 months on tour and that was your first time staying away from home for a solid amount of time uh no it was my first time constantly moving about though okay like and that was hard and we were quite lucky on Miz because ours was not weekly touring weekly touring I I just don't know how they do it I it's so hard mm. like I'm struggling with like three and four weeks um but the one thing that touring touring taught me to pick comfort every time right <laughs> like it's so easy because you want to save money and you know cost of living mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I'm carrying two suitcases, I'm just going to have to pick comfort. I'm going to have to get an Uber. I'm yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, it really taught me just like over everything, having a nice place to stay and a comfortable journey to your next um, location will set you up better. Yeah. Like if you're in digs that, you know, you're not happy in and you've got to spend four weeks there, it's not a good time. It's not because no. um, you're not at home and, you know, is you're doing a job, right? It's not you're not just there like on holiday. So yeah, comfort, comfort, comfort. I, whenever my friends are like, oh my god, what like, what advice do you have about touring? Pay for good digs <laughs> and pay for like a good seat on a train if you're going more than like two hours, because it does really affect. It does affect your health, your yeah, health, sure. like your everything. Yeah. It's just so important. I think I didn't know yeah. at the time, but. Now you do, <laughs> if you ever tour again. Yes, I You'll do. You'll be staying in a five-star hotel. No, no, no. Chauffeur-driven. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do you have a favourite venue that you performed yes. at? Plymouth. I loved Plymouth. Partly because it felt like a holiday. Mm-hmm. And also just all the staff was so nice. Like, it was just, like, the nicest, just the nicest venue, like, in terms of staff, in terms of, like where we were it was hot like my digs were so lovely with like looking over the marina it was i loved it yeah it was so nice. really nice location yeah really nice but my favorite venue in terms of like was probably um dublin okay because it was just it was just really nice and the dressing rooms were like really lush yeah yeah was it a big theater yeah i've never been yeah it was massive yeah, yeah. do you know how many seats don't many. test me <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um how do you find mm-hmm. the comparison between touring mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. in your hometown, knowing where in you're going to go? In your bed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I love being at home. I do actually miss touring. I, I don't. When I was on tour, I was like, I just want to be at home. I just want. I like. I really miss it. Um, and I don't think it would necessarily be my first choice. Mm-hmm. However, I would tour again. 
it's nice being in your own home. It's nice to be able to come home from work and to decompress. And when you're in somebody's digs or you're in an Airbnb that's not quite yours, it doesn't have everything that you need. It's sometimes hard to do that. Yeah. And when you're with your show family, the same people, 24 hours a day, every day, it sometimes feels a little bit like you're always in work mode. Um, so it's nice to be able to know that's home, that's work. Yeah. And be able to separate them out, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. Because I think from an outside point of view, from an audience point of view, sometimes it's easy to forget that it is work. It is a full-time yeah. job for you because yeah. we come and see you. I mean, some people come and see you every single day. Right, right. But like most people will come and see you once or twice and they'll be like, wow, that must be such a cool job. But yeah. actually, I mean, it is a cool job. Oh, but... it's so cool. But it's also a job. Yeah. And I, I think it's really, and I think the conversation about that has also just started to change anyway because there was this whole thing about like, we should be grateful and of course we should. However... It is a job and yeah. it's a very mentally, physically, vocally, emotionally demanding job. And it comes with a lot of things that maybe people don't know. And so I do think it is important that we do start reframing how we, we're seeing performers mm. because, yeah, it's a job. And some days, you know, we're not feeling great and we still have to do our job, right? Um, and yeah, and you can still be grateful and 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 not feel good right you can still be grateful and still be able to, to and you know not have a good day and and yeah. be able to say that and live in those spaces because if you're at an office job and you didn't feel good you could say that right and yeah. it's the same thing yeah. same thing and i mean you have to literally go and live someone else's very stressful life yes. in front of thousands and of people and this is the thing also like people also forget like your body doesn't know the difference between real and not real right so when i'm going on as christine and i'm being chucked on the floor and i'm being screamed at by a phantom in the final lair my body yeah. doesn't know that that's not real yeah. so there's a lot that comes with that and that that's also part of my routine like <laughs> my physio said it's really important to have a cold shower after the show just so that you're like that's me separated out of that mm -hmm. and so i can move on and live with my and be page yeah because it's a lot and your body stores emotional memory and for me i i just have to give everything i i can't yeah. like do anything <laughs> in halves so if the phantom is screaming at me he's screaming at me and i'm gonna feel that because that's what christine or that's my christine would feel that right yeah. um so yeah it's a hard job and i think we need to start calling it a job and and being okay with the fact that you know that is what it is yeah. it's it's a sick job but it's a job it is, yeah. um yeah and i'm grateful to, to to have it and to be able to do it doesn't make it less hard yeah you know no that's and that's i've never thought about a cold shower after a show before but that's a really good idea it's My just like a reset said it. yeah. she just said it's a reset so i was like i feel like i'm carrying things mm. from the show and not being able to get to sleep and she was like cold shower reset and yeah yeah no, that's really cool it's not like, I mean, it's not ideal. <laughs> I don't really want to have a cold shower. No, but, yeah. but it does it does reset you. That's cool. I saw I follow you on Instagram, and I saw that on your Instagram you did like a little Q and A. Yeah. And your dream role slash dream musical. Yeah. Is in Natasha and Pierre, Natasha Pierre, and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. It is indeed. That's like a crazy specific one. Yeah. I didn't know much about it, huh? so I did a little research. Mm -hmm. Um, it's. Quoted by the New York Times yeah. as the most innovative and best new musical since Hamilton. I agree. That Give is, it its flowers, yeah, please. Yeah, that is a, bi a big <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the New York Times. Yeah, so. I want it to come to London so much. I've been like following the composer's um, work, Dave Malloy. Mm. Um, he did Preludes here at the Southwark Playhouse. And then he did Ghost Quartet at... Oh, it was this new thing. It was new at the time. Mm. I can't remember what it, where it was. And I just, I think he's so incredible. I just, I, he's, please, David Lloyd, if you are listening to this, <laughs> hire me, please. I'm here. Um, yeah, it's my dream. It's my dream show. It's my dream role. Partly because it was the first role that I felt like I would just fit in. Mm. Like I didn't have to do anything, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And for people like myself that don't know, mm -hmm. so it's, an adaptation from volume two of Tolstoy's classic novel, War and Peace. Peace. Yes. Um, do you know the story? Do you know? Yeah, so you basically it's a, it's a 70 page excerpt of that. And it's just basically about Natasha 
and Pierre and how their lives interact. And basically Natasha makes a few mistakes um, along the way and falls in love with maybe the wrong guy. Classic. And then spoiler poisons herself. Get to know. Guys. There's a lot going on, do you know what I mean? Um, I just liked her arc. I really enjoyed that she started. And it's kind of like Christine. I mean, Christine doesn't poison herself, but she starts as this like naive girl. Mm. And through her experiences with a guy, it's always guys, always boys, yeah. um, experience with a guy like um, grows into her womanhood after making a few mistakes. Cool. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. Very hopefully interesting. it comes Get here and hopefully we'll see you oh, see you in it. I wish. Yeah. We have a game oh, which cool. has been conceptualized by our awesome producer Elle. Mm-hmm. And it's called Would I Improvise to You? It's a cross between Would I Lie to You mm-hmm. and Two Truths, One Lie. So I've got three facts here. Yeah. And about you. And only two of them are true. Mm-hmm. One's a lie. Obviously, you're gonna know which ones are true. Yeah. Um However, there's a lie that you also haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. So it's down to me to ask you questions to try and decipher which two are facts and which one is the lie. I don't have a poker face. And it's down to you <laughs> to try and keep a poker face and convince me that all three are true. I, I will try my very best. Okay. I'm going to just read them out. Yeah. All three. Mm-hmm. And then once I've read so them, messy. I'm going to ask you some questions to try and figure out which one is true. So I think this is going to be really fun. So fact one. Mm-hmm. When Paige was in Les Mis, mm-hmm. the conductor fainted during In My Life and they had to have a show stop. Fact two, when Paige was training, she was dropped mid-lift and had to go to A&E. And fact three, once in Phantom, the string on the white dress gown ripped off during the dressing room scene. Paige had to hold the dressing gown closed until after she'd gone through the mirror. Okay. Those are three pretty good facts. So number one, when Paige was in Les Mis, the conductor fainted during In My Life and they had to have a show stop. That sounds incredibly stressful. Yeah. Um, Did you notice? So um, I was singing In My Life with the Valjean and I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking at the conductor. And (laughs) it's not funny at all. All I heard was like a thump. And I just looked at the Valjean but the orchestra kept playing. So we were just singing along. And then they, and then like someone in the wings was like, (laughs) (laughs) and we just walked off. It was not ideal. And we were very, very worried. And also when things like that happen, it's, um, it's scary because you, as you don't have any control over it. So yeah. 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 That sounds stressful. When you were in training, you were dropped mid lift and had to go to Mm A&E. Sounds painful. Why did you have to go to any? Because I hit my head on the floor. You hit your head? Yeah, I hit my head on the floor. (laughs) I I was dropped in like a dirty dancing That's rough. And they dropped me and um, I hit my head on the floor. That's major. That's, (laughs) I'm sorry that that happened. Okay, fact three. Yes. Once in Phantom, the string on the white dress gown ripped off during the dressing room scene. Paige had to hold the dressing gown closed until after she'd gone through the mirror. Yeah. How long between going through the mirror and the dress breaking? What was that? Yeah, I can't picture how long that is. So you've got two roughly short songs, 40, 40, 40 minutes, 45 seconds, roughly. Oh, <laughs> 40 it, minutes it, it does feel like a long time. Like, And also that negligee will be the bane of my life. Yeah. Um, it causes me so many issues. I love it. I love it. You love it. However, <laughs> it is, it's... It's not my favorite piece of costume, shall I say? So, yeah. And it is, and it was also, I'm, I'm kind of not decent underneath it, mm. <laughs> so it's just like. Ugh! Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to hold it. And are you singing? Yes. Okay, that sounds stressful. It's specific, but it could be an oddly specific one to try and throw me off. The conductor fainting is, I've never heard of that happening before. And I can't imagine. This is really tricky. This is really tricky. Let me try and ask you another question. No more questions. No more please. questions. Otherwise, I'm, I'm never going to know. Um, can you remember what? Were you just doing dance uh, lifts 
to just train lifts no, or was it a specific it was one? Jazz lifts. Okay. Corinne's jazz lifts. Oh. At Brit. At Brit? Yeah. Oh, to be fair, we weren't in the same dance class. No, no, no. It was it was an extracurricular. I don't know if you did it. Oh uh, no. I didn't do any extracurricular. I should have done. <laughs> um I'm getting the vibe that fact two is the lie. Because I I just can't imagine a conductor fainting. What are you doing that you're fainting? Maybe you're just having an off day. Ah. And I feel like you would have told me about that, but it was a long door, so. I mean, costume malfunctions happen all the time, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if that just happened and you just dealt with it like a champ, so. I'm gonna my guts my gut is telling me fact two is not fact two. Fact two is lie what one. What was fact two? That's the one about you getting dropped mid lift. Okay. Do I show self? You reveal okay, that's correct. So you're wrong. I was dropped in a lift. Are and I feel kidding? like you were at Brit when I when it happened. Or maybe you weren't. Maybe Don't it was say that. You, that made me feel bad. I, I feel like you were definitely there. Um <laughs> and the the conductor did faint during the show. The the lie was like a lie, but it was like oh, very, very specific because my negligee in that scene always messes up, but the string is never broken when I've never had to be like, because there's Velcro on it. Yeah. So it would never just hang. I wouldn't yeah. have to hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good job. I mean, it's all, it's all Ella. Yeah. <laughs> I just Good. came up with the facts. No, that was, you got me. Mm. I can't. I can't believe I don't remember you getting dropped on your head. I don't know on if you were head. there. On my head. And you actually had to go to A&E. From Brit? Yes. They called an ambulance? Yes. <laughs> wow. That is stressful. Maybe you weren't there. Maybe it was before post-16. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember it was with a theatre guy. Of course. Yeah. Not a He's lovely, though. I love him. <laughs> Sam. Love you. Shout out, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he felt so bad at the time. I was like, no, no, it's fine. I was a bit scared afterwards. I was a bit but... crying if that was me. And I, I dropped like... someone. <laughs> going to A&E. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you're better now. So that's good. Yeah, just about. Well, that was a wicked game. Thank you. You did really well. Oh, thank you. Um, that brings us to the end. Ooh. So thank you so much. This has been a really interesting discussion. Thank we do actually having... have a gift for you oh. for coming on. Uh, oh. Just as a little thank you. So, thank you, Ollie. Oh. My camera guy. So, here you go. Here's thank your little you. gift. Should I wait and open it later or show you? No, it open it now, please. And then I will explain once you've opened it. Oh. Um, so, you all fancy with these stickers. Yeah, you know. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's really cute, right? Oh, my God. I love it. So, my very good friend, Ellie. Uh, has oh. an Etsy shop called the Yorkshire Knitter, like on the tag, um, and she does commissions oh, for my crochets and knitting. And so we got you one in your little. Oh, you are so sweet in my wedding dress. Yeah. and it's got a little bustle. Yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> she does it's, her attention to detail is crazy. Oh, I love it. Um, it's gonna go because I have one of these similar yes. that's like in my. Um, in one of my other costumes, so it's going to go right next to it. Oh, oh I'm so happy. Yeah. Yay. So shout out to Ellie, the Yorkshire Knitter. Thank Make you, sure Ellie. you follow her on Instagram. I will put her Instagram in the description. That's so sweet. Oh. But, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's so cute and we, we love it. Oh, love it. thank so, you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. And yeah that's yeah. that's us thank, thank you. you so much thank you for having me no that's okay fantastic <laughs> oh i've made my day awesome cool there we go yay we're done thank you guys so much for tuning in to the very first episode of into the wings it's been awesome having a chat with Paige, and we've got many more to come we've got seven episodes now weekly coming out and also going to have some behind the scenes sneak peeks bloopers all that good stuff so keep an eye on our socials for when the episodes are released and any behind the scenes clips